super kind of super whatever the infernal thing is. This is the Supercalifragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast, where each week we discuss, you guessed it, Disney. Things you know, things you don't know, and things you didn't know you needed to know. Well, as Walt would say, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can do this. Okay. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantengase alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard, Disney fam. Hello out there, Disney fam. My name is Chris. And I'm Kelly. Welcome to Supercalifragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast, where we almost had a cold open that would be truly shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm wearing my Jungle Cruise You are, and these, these are really in the running for new favorite overall ears. The tiny little hat on top is just too it much. It's just awesome. It has nothing to do with my topic, but I love the tiny little hat. The, the Jungle Cruise ears are a new, just right up world-class staple. They really. are. The tiny hat just wins. And, and what what is, one side is the wagon, is like the wheel, the, the, wheel the steering wheel. The parrot. And the other side is what? Or the tiki room, I guess. The other side is a snake with like a tiny little pineapple. And I believe this is like on a, a, like a tooth. But on like a, on a what? Tooth. What's the, I mean, it's. Oh, it's on a life. A life, a life preserver. preserver. Oh, okay, okay, all right. That, oh, I my get goodness, that. honey, you were a lifeguard. I know, but we, they didn't look like that. And their fiftieth anniversary years, they've got a special fifty on it. They're awesome. They're okay. so good. Hey, did anybody listen to us last week? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had downloads from Plymouth, Michigan. Ooh, surrounded by Plymouth Township, but but uh, administered autonomously from one another. I think sort of like Pineville in Charlotte. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That kind yeah. of deal there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the western suburbs of Detroit. We are huge in the western suburbs of Detroit, right. by the way. Welcome Ooh, to Detroit. They love us there. Detroit has great food. Murrieta, California. It's about an hour southeast of L.A., one of the fastest-growing cities in all of California. They, they like, more than doubled in size in the early 2000s. Wow. Yeah. Okay, good for them. Yeah, they're they're doing something right there. Hartwell, Georgia. This is only about thirty minutes from your hometown on Lake the Hartwell. Lake on Lake Hart on the banks of Lake Hartwell, which you I know went swimming in regularly mm. growing up. I did not. You cannot see the bottom of Lake Hartwell. <laughs> I have visited Lake Hartwell on numerous occasions, and I've definitely driven over it a, a lot. lot. Yeah, we we have driven across <laughs> Lake driven Hartwell across quite Lake Hartwell a few a times. Lot. But no, I don't get in lakes. Get this, Lincoln downloads from Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska. Nope. What? Lincoln, Lincolnshire, UK. <gasps> I'm going to go. You should go Y'all, there. I'm going to be in the UK. I, I know. It's, we're all very excited. I am so excited about it. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think you're going to go here. This is um, a city in English, the English East Midlands. It's, it's east of Sheffield up there. Mm. Oh, yeah. That clears uh, it up. I know. It does for you. It's known for its medieval Lincoln Cathedral. Mm. With early printed books and a Wren designed library. What is that? What's a Wren designed library? It's a person. I think it's a person, yeah. And Lincoln Castle houses a Victorian prison and a copy of the Magna Carta. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that sounds very good. It got it going on in Lincoln in the UK. It is a copy of the Magna Carta, so it's not like the actual Magna Carta. But but still, I mean, a copy. Uh, But still. I mean, I, of we, the Magna we, could, Carta. we could host a copy here as well, but you know. I feel like this is an like an original like copy, a, like a more like legit a, copy, a, yes, say like, like from a contemporaneous from like copy. A print shop. I don't, okay. I don't think they ran this to 
Kinkos and had them. Okay. Well, I don't think Gutenberg printed it. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's still a copy. <laughs> hard to impress you, I say. <laughs> Gotta say, it's hard to impress you. All right, Neither I'm going to talk about Main Street here. Let's have it. All right, so um, cast members are, you know, they're, they're union, they're negotiating for more money, and they are set, the union that represents 45,000 of the cast members. Okay. Um, Said uh, they have recommended the a no vote to comply with the one dollar raise that Disney has offered. Okay. They say nope. There's in Florida in particular is dealing with this housing crisis where rents and insurance for housing has just skyrocketed, Crazy. right? And a dollar is not covering not the enough. gap, right? No. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. I hope they get it. Um, Lake Nona, Florida, uh, plans to uh, have been revealed for the new headquarters for Imagineering and Disney Parks. Okay, that's you know, this, cool. the whole move from California to Florida. Yeah. That, okay, um, yeah. You know, the, the, from the fight with the state, I guess. Uh, it's going to cost them uh, $900 million to build this thing. Wow. Seven or eight buildings, oh uh, three parking garages. <laughs> Are these people all just like working from home right now? Or like, where <laughs> are a, they? It's a good, it's a good question. I said, that's probably a fair question, but this, this place is not going to be built for another two, three years, maybe. That's what I'm saying. So where are these people? Because I, think I know they've already moved. I think a lot of them, uh, well, I, I saw something recently about how they were asking uh, people who are working from home to come into the office like four days a week, but I don't know where they're working that's from. That's what I'm saying, but what office? Where's I don't the know. office? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just know what office is coming. I don't know what office they're currently working from. Okay. All right. I think some of them are still in California, though. Okay. I don't think they've moved yet. Okay. Splash Mountain changes. Yes. So excited about that. Its last ride was last week, last yes. Sunday, I think. People were crazy. Did you see they were selling water on eBay? <laughs> oh, come they on. were selling little jars of water. People were saying they had spl- actual Splash Mountain water. Oh, come on. Like, this is what I don't get. I, this is just water, people. This is like, this, this is, is not original log water. Log flume water. From the 80s. <laughs> this is just your basic water. This is the water and from the last day, though. It's the water from the last day. For a lot of money on eBay. And of course, how do you know? It's They could have gotten it out of the water fountain. Like, people were taking <laughs> pictures of it in front of the Splash Mountain sign, like holding Gosh. the jar. And I'm like, that doesn't show me that you actually got it. But even certified. Still, like, this is certified Splash Mountain water. Like, A, that's against the rules. <laughs> And B, why does somebody want Splash Mountain water? Were they selling it? Were they getting bids? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it was a thing. And I just thought some of y'all are way too attached. Are way too attached. I I did like that cast members got the last ride. I thought that was cool. Yes. Um, and, but yeah, they've, they've already started pulling things down out of the parks. They started cataloging the stuff that's, that, cause, you know, they don't throw anything away. No, 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 no. Um, and the uh, Magic Kingdom maps have been updated. They don't in, they don't say Splash Mountain anymore. They say you know coming soon. Tiana's Bayou okay. soon is a very relative term uh-huh. for Disney. Yeah, when it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, peace out, Splash Mountain. <laughs> Look forward to seeing your replacement. Uh, Tron. Tron had some big stuff this week. So uh, there's a there's a what to expect article that has been released, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, we got so we got lots of views from the inside because um, cast member testing has started, which I 
think it's a very interesting like they're let's just load the cast members right. and give it a spin. <laughs> it's been running without <laughs> it's been it has run uh bareback, right? It didn't with you think nobody they have riding to sign it. Waivers? I, I bet they I bet they you did. Can just go flying off that thing. I mean nobody <laughs> they did knows. they have they had tested it with like with like dummies. Okay. And and, and, and then, now they're and testing it with dummies. live people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I I mean, they have the cast members have seen this thing running, like running itself around there, dozens and dozens of times a day. They they've got to feel pretty good about it. I don't think so. They haven't seen people on it. <laughs> I mean, but they know that dummies. They might have seen dummies riding. Any it. word on the street on whether or not they all puked when they got off? No, or? no, okay. no, nothing like that. But we did see. We have gotten introduced to the fact that a there is an on ride video. We I mean, on ride photo rather. So good. we see the we see what that's going to look like. That's okay. a cool picture. Um, cast member previews will start this coming week. So not the same as cast member testing, which I just, yeah, I think they had to sign a waiver for the testing. <laughs> that may be the only difference. I think they signed a waiver, um, a legal waiver. So lockers. So there's uh there's, there's lockers to use as oh, you get on. Yeah, Cause you can't, you can't, there's no, there's no bag. There's no spot to stick bag your bag under. Snap, yeah. So the, but it's cool with your, either your ticket or your magic band, it will open up a locker. Oh, that's nice. And, and you just put your stuff in there and close it back up. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Uh, very, that's the way it very easy to do. Yeah, yeah. But if you've got like a phone or something that you want to take on the ride with you for whatever reason, yeah. um, oh, people will with like first person videos and if whatever. If it's something small, mm-hmm. there's, because you know it's like you're riding a motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little compartment in the in the ride seat in front of you Where that you pops up like a like sunglasses case in a car or something. It just pops oh, up and you cute. put your stuff in there and close it too. Isn't that fresh? Yeah, people are going to leave stuff in that all the time, all day long. They're, they're, that's the going to be the new the new right the there. new number one place to lose your phone is going to be is, trying, and they'll end up gluing it together. Yeah. Super glue those little well, I mean, they're going to just leave them on the ride. They're, they're going to uh, somewhere between dismount and embark. No, that's what I'm saying. They're going to go through there and have end to up just super gluing all those oh. things together so that people stop leaving their <laughs> phones probably, there. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, the main plaza sign was installed for Tron, which is Sign I up. like to see the 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 artist renderings side by side with what it looks like now. Mm-hmm. It's always fun for me, but uh, you know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> they're they're cleaning Space Mountain. Um, and repainting it in places to, okay. you know, to get ready for the Tron's, because right. you know Space Mountain's going to be visible in the background. Still be shiny. Needs, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Sad, sad news oh, coming out of Cosmic Rays. You see this? No. Sunny's missing. <gasps> yeah. For real? He's missing. Somebody he's stole Sunny Eclipse. I mean, either that or he's just gone for some refurb. Did you get this from WDWNT? No, I did not. This <laughs> <laughs> was like a very clickbaity WDWNT. No, 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 no. I, I made it clickbaity. No, he, he's, he's, um, he's having a spa day. I'm sure he, he probably he's, needed he's gonna one. Come back for a refreshment. He's gonna be. It's been a few. He's decades. gonna be personally refurbished. He should be, as we all are after a nice massage and right. spa he afternoon. Probably needs a new hairdo. Things he's like probably that. at Olani, the probably spa is. out there. Gosh, good for Sunny. That's, the, that's what that's I a great to spa, Sunny. Well it's done. It's Have the, a great it's time. The best. It's the best. Uh, there saw some uh, film, some a small film crew in Morocco. In Epcot this okay. past week, just a few people and like a handheld camera, probably B-roll okay. footage. But you know, it's now fully owned by Disney as opposed to someone, an, another company with associations with right, Morocco. Right, right, right. So the hope is that they're they're getting ready to to 
have Morocco go full go again because they've still got lots of restaurants and stores that are closed. That are closed, yeah. Um, and so that, but it's such a so much detail in that yeah. area that they need to they need to bring that thing back full bore. They do absolutely. Uh, Woody's Roundup Rodeo menu has been released. Looks amazeballs. Okay. Um, they uh, they have uh, they have three plant based meat nice. items. Okay, yeah, meat substitute items that looked really good. Also, uh, everything on the menu looked fantastic. Actually, the Trails End Restaurant. This is where the Hoopty Doo takes place, mm-hmm. but it's also a restaurant when it's right. not doing Hoopty Doo. They're closing that down to sort of. They say you're refurbishment, but it's really a reimagining of the space. It's going to reopen with like a marketplace concept and quick service food. Okay. Um, but it should have no impact on the hoop do. Not interesting. Yeah. Okay. Not sure. Maybe they just don't it's get a, a lot big, of. It's not a huge reimagining. We're slightly reimagining this space to be. Quick well, they, they, I called it that. They didn't call it that. They, they just said that they've closed it for refurb, but okay. that it will open up with some slightly different concepts. Okay. Um, so did you see that the statue that they've put at Disneyland for the Disney 100 of Mickey misquotes Walt below no. him? <laughs> I think it says it all started with a mouse. Uh-huh. Right. But that that's not actually Walt's quote. Okay. His quote was something more like, uh, don't let anybody ever forget, this all, it was all started by a mouse. Well, that was intentional. It's got to be, right? That was absolutely intentional. But they put quotes around it. So. Yeah. You know, I almost, this is funny, but I almost wonder if like other people are quoting that as being like the quote. And so they're like, we'll put it on this statue and and then call like copyright infringement. (laughs) We can own this quote now. We can own this one. Sure. Um. Top streamed movies of 2022. Okay. Disney had 10 of the top 15. Of course they did. Including uh, number one was Encanto. Yeah. Number two was Turning Red. Yes. Number four was Moana. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Sing what was two, three? Sing 2 was number three, which is not Disney. Right. Okay. Uh, and then The Adam Project, which is a, a Ryan Reynolds movie, was number five. Netflix, okay. but Disney Plus did hold ten of the top fifteen. Frozen, Frozen Two, Coco, Hocus Pocus Two, Luca, Zootopia, and The Eternals from Marvel. That's fantastic. Yep. So. Yep. There you go. Okay, I'm Tamarlian. Well, you ready? I'm ready. You sure? <laughs> so February is Black History Month. And last year, last February, they did some stuff, right? They had posters around. They had some concerts and things of that nature. Well, this year, they're leaning into it a little bit more, and we have launched an entire Soulfully menu. I would like to say I wish they promoted the movie Soul more. I don't think they they promoted enough. Um, I think they downplayed it. It's an excellent movie. Um, So I hope, you know, this sort of reinvigorates it each year. I sure. want to watch it. So this is what's the celebrate soulfully. This celebrates Black History Month okay. with soul themed foods. Great. Okay. So I'll read you what their the write up is on Disney Parks blog. Um, during the month of February, Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort joined together to honor and experience Black culture through cuisines, mm-hmm. one bite and sip at a time. With many offerings inspired and created by our diverse Disney cast members, both coasts bring these delicious flavors and traditions to the plate and glass for people of all ages and backgrounds to join in on the soulful celebration. That's awesome. The time has t- come 
come to get all the items that will feed your soul this February. I like it. I thought I like it was it. nice. So originally I was going to pick like the top 10 and then I said, nope, we're just going to do as many as I can. Okay. And if I all need right. to do two segments, I'll do two segments. So, um, so we're going to start. You got eight minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> you go over all the time. <laughs> I'm going to start at Disneyland Resort. So at Disneyland Resort at Cafe Orleans, you've got a Shrimp and Grits. Mm. And at Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, you've got a Peach Cobbler Donut. This is a vanilla dipped donut filled with peach compote topped with a cinnamon sugar puff, which, by the way, is in the shape of a Mickey. So this is essentially like a vanilla donut with peach compote with a little Mickey churro on top. That's delightful. Yes. So if I were going to sum up this menu, just for the record, in three words, I would go with shrimp, collards, and sweet potatoes. <laughs> um, they're really leaning heavily into that. Um, but so we're going we're gonna to keep, keep going through, and I'll read you some that are a little bit different. At Riverbell Terrace, this is, again, Disneyland Resorts, they have the Southern Barbecue Platter, which is brisket, mm. fried chicken, Burnt ends pork belly. Yes. Mashed potatoes, baked beans, slaw, and and listen to this, a house-baked biscuit. That is not a homemade biscuit. These words were chosen specifically, <laughs> um, and I don't like them. But you don't like case, those words? No. Oh, okay. I think I think it was baked in-house, but it was originally you know, frozen. It was, it, oh, well, okay. Okay. At Troubadour Tavern, we've got the fried chicken bowl. This has spicy honey-glazed fried chicken served with four cheese mac and cheese. This is in a bowl. Oh, honey. yes. This is a bowl. The mac and cheese is on the bottom the chicken is on the top mm-hmm. um smoked turkey collards and sweet potato cornbread all in all in the same bowl that's a bowl oh wow bowl. that no, sounds awesome up because you're going to want on the side of that at troubadour tavern uh-huh. their red velvet bunt cake with chocolate mousse cream cheese frosting and chocolate chips yeah i do why can't i why don't i can't have both no you can't okay, i just okay, felt okay. like you got too overly excited oh. about the bowl and you hadn't even heard the dessert okay well yet. you're right you're right um, they, there's a, Sim, a Simba uh, popcorn bucket that's okay. really cute. Um, kind of looks like you're holding him up, you know, that yeah, Simba. Okay. <laughs> cute. Um, at the hotels of Disneyland Resort, the Grand um, Californian at Hearthstone Lounge, you've got a baked and dewy mac and cheese, an apricot Manhattan, and a spiced fizz. Really cute. This is sort of an upscale take on it, um, okay. upscale take on that mac and cheese. Um, at Downtown Disney... This is cool. You've got College Boy Cheese Steaks, which is a black-owned food truck from Philadelphia. Oh, that is cool. And they will be serving up Philly cheesesteaks. That's awesome. Yes. At Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, you've got a peach pie old-fashioned. And then you've got Wings and Waffles, another black-owned food truck that is serving wings and waffles and delicious sandwiches, plates, and more. I love that. Yeah. I love it. So that's really all that's at Disneyland, which I feel is pretty scant. Um, at Walt Disney World Resort, they're doing better. Over at the Commissary at Hollywood Studios, they've got a chicken and dewy sausage gumbo I with saw okra. That. It looked good. Um, at Dockside Diner, they have a South African hot dog. 
Um, and then at Hollywood Scoops, we've got Tiana's Mardi Gras Milkshake, which is a cinnamon vanilla milkshake topped with a Mardi Gras king cake donut. This is going to taste like the churro shake at Schmoozies. Uh, okay. 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 But the king cake donut's going to be like a pound cake type of a situation, yeah, I believe. Okay. But right. in any case, that's going to be solid. Hollywood and Vine has a Pouillet Marnier oh, uh, 4. <laughs> which is uh, baked marinated chicken. So yeah. this is going to be sort of the Louisiana Creole mm-hmm. take yeah. on yeah. Um, baked chicken. Um, over at Woody's Lunchbox, yeah. this looks so good. A sweet potato lunchbox tart <laughs> with yeah. cinnamon brown sugar icing, toasted marshmallows, and pecans. I know. I saw it. It looks It so looks good, good right? Uh, 50s Primetime Cafe has shrimp and grits. Uh, Disney's Animal Thing, Animal Kingdom theme park ha- at Flame Tree Barbecue has a Creole smoked sausage sandwich uh-huh, and a good. Soul Cupcake. I'm going to describe that in just a second. Over at Nomad Lounge, you've got the Ginger Whiskey. I saw that. Um, Pizza Fari and Restaurantosaurus also have the Soul Cupcake. So this cupcake is really harkens back to the movie. It's got oh, music yes. notes and stuff. It's really cute. This is a vanilla cake with bananas foster filling, Shut vanilla up. marshmallow buttercream, Joe Gardner white chocolate medallion, and an edible paper music note with multicolored crispy pearls. It's yeah, a beautiful it is, cupcake. It is beautiful. It really is beautiful. Do you remember that time you stopped me from ordering bananas foster at a restaurant because you thought I was fat? Um, at Tiffin's restaurant. I really want to just let that go. <laughs> but people, the millions of people that we talk about download our podcast, I, that did not happen like she's describing it. At Tiffin's Restaurant, um, they have a spiced shrimp and grits and a peach cobbler whiskey cake, which is a peach cobbler cake, honey vanilla bean ice cream, and a brown butter whiskey caramel. Yeah, that just looks ridiculous. Um, They also have a ginger whiskey drink. Um, Over at Tusker House, you've got your braised collards with bacon, uh, rice with plant-based sausage, um, the Dawa Bar, Restaurantosaurus, and Thirsty River Bar. I love, I love the, the juleps, collard greens on that. Yep, uh, Regal bar. Eagle at Epcot uh, has Tiana's banana pudding. Coral Reef has a shrimp and grits. The that banana five, pudding looks amazing, by the way. They, yeah, it does. It's not, it's not the best looking banana pudding, but it does look good. It's a cold <laughs> banana pudding. It's not cooked. Uh, the Fife and Drum has a half note float, which is layered Fanta wild cherry. I saw. Minute Made Lemonade and Fanta Blue Raspberry Slushy <laughs> with vanilla ice cream and a half note white chocolate. I saw. That's insane. It is. That's absolutely it's so good, insane. Um, at Magic Kingdom Park, Cindy is offering wine from the McBride Sisters Wine Company. This is a black-owned and female-led wine company. It's not just a black-owned and female-led wine company. It is the largest black-owned and female wine company. Um, And fun fact, you can actually get McBride Sisters um, at Trader Joe's. Um, they sell they sell their canned stuff. It's called a she can. Okay, I love she can. It. It's I, like, a she can. I love it so much. That's good. Um, but here in Nebraska, we can actually get their wines at Target. Well then, so these are reasonably priced wines, uh, which pretty cool. Yeah, um, C- Cindy's by the way is the royal table there at the castle. Just 
Oh, I thought I said that. You said Cindy's. Oh, it's Cindy's. I just don't I know that everybody. Okay, well, Cindy's. <laughs> Cindy's got you some select wines. Um, Juggle Navigation, uh, Skipper Canteen has uh-huh. Kungaloosh and a Golden Haze Margarita. Which is why you're wearing these ears, clearly. No. <laughs> Uh, at Disney Springs at Everett's Patisserie, they have a sole petite cake, which is a chocolate chiffon cake, a dark chocolate mousse, a raspberry pate de fruit, a raspberry mousse, and a white chocolate crispy pearl. I mean, I got to say, Amaretz does bring it. They bring it's it probably always. look great, though. It's probably, oh, I'm sure it's, it's ugly. probably ugly. Um, at BB Wolf Sausage Company, they have a chicken jambalaya dog. Mm. And this one, and I'm going to stop here because we're not even halfway through this list, y'all. Um, I know. Uh, Dockside Margarita and Outdoor Bar has yeah. what they call a Royal Sunset, okay. which is Empress 1908 gin, grapefruit juice, cane sugar, and cherries. It is gorgeous. It, looks, it is the yeah. most beautiful drink I think I've ever seen. Um, and then at Jacques Lindsay's, you've got their deviled eggs. With a fried chicken on top. <laughs> I love it. Chicken on the egg, buttermilk fried chicken, deviled eggs, and hot chicken honey sauce. The egg. And they have fried potato, fried sweet potato pies, which oh, is yeah. sweet potato filled pastry, spiced cinnamon sugar, maple bourbon sauce, and a roasted pecan crumble. This would be an amazing food tour. Yep. And so we're going to stop right there. Um, and I think probably just pick it up next week. You've got Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. so you can just pick up right here with. We'll the Jamaican jerk chicken poutine and the ganachery. Oh my gosh, Jamaican jerk chicken poutine. OMG. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Then I'll pick it up. Then I'll pick it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say those words over and over again for 10 minutes? Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. All right, folks. I've got World Showcase. And I, to sort of coincide with the fact that we've launched the Disney 100 celebration, I thought I would sort of go through and list what I think were the top nine. I was going to do ten, but whatevs. <laughs> I don't know that I'll have time to get through you, all of them you if, you keep, you, honey. if you keep wasting my time you like this. <laughs> <laughs> top nine most pivotal moments in Disney, uh, Walt Disney Company history. Wow, okay. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to narrow down. Okay. Yeah, and and really, I just had to get to a stopping point in the mid-80s. Okay, because we haven't done anything pivotal since then. Well, you'll see. Okay. Obviously, 1923. October 16th, 1923. That's the date designated as the start of the company when Walt was able to convince a distributor out of New York to distribute a series of cartoons called Alice Comedies based on a pilot Walt created when he was still in... Missouri, I guess, um, called uh, called Alice's Wonderland about a real girl that would hang out in a cartoon world. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. and these are all no no sound or anything, right? These are just just video, cartoon video. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so then, about four years into that run, that nineteen twenty three launch, uh, he'd been making these Alice comedies and decided he wanted to go into an. an all cartoon format for his productions, and he introduced a new character, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and created six twenty I'm sorry twenty six cartoons that year, nineteen twenty seven. Mm-hmm. In prep to do a second year of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit uh, shorts, Disney learned that his distributor had hired most of his animators behind his back, and 
was going to go create the cartoons themselves. Oh, what a cheat. Yeah. Disney discovered his contract, gave ownership of everything he created there to his distributor. That was a huge, huge, huge lesson learned. Yeah, clearly. And and so he went out on his own and said, nobody will ever do that to me again. But he didn't have Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. He had to create a new character. Right. So here's the number, the second big, huge, pivotal moment. Mickey and the Silly Symphonies. Okay. Mickey debuted on November 18th, 1928 at the Colony Theater in New York and in Steamboat Willie. Huge success. Raving success. It was actually the third Mickey Mouse cartoon, but they couldn't get anyone to pick it up. They couldn't get a distributor to pick it up because sound was coming into movies for the first time. Uh, And because his cartoons were silent, nobody would, would buy them. Steamboat Willie was the first one they did that actually had fully integrated sound. Okay. Huge hit. So along with a whole bunch of Mickey cartoons that they created, he also created the silly symphonies, which was a series of, of, of other character driven, Funny shorts integrated with music, et cetera. The Silly Symphonies eventually became the training ground for his animators. Okay. They would they would try new things in the Silly Symphonies and see if they worked or didn't work. And then if they did, they would incorporate them into other things later. Um, Flowers and Trees, which was a Silly Symphony, was the first full-color cartoon and won the very first Oscar in the category for Best Cartoon in 1932. Oh, wow. For the rest of the decade, a Disney cartoon won the Oscar in that category. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do they still do that category, or is that I, what they changed to animation? I or? think I think they do a number of animation-related okay. categories now. Okay. Okay, next big moment in okay. history oh, for Disney, okay. Snow White which debuted December 21st, 1937. It took three years to complete. And obviously it was the first feature length animated movie, right? This was no longer a short that they played in movie houses before the feature film. This was itself a feature film, hugely, hugely successful at the time became the largest grossing motion picture in history at the time. I believe that. Then they did Fantasia, they did Pinocchio in the early 40s. The problem was they really lost their footing through the war because so much of their global market wasn't getting right. movies anymore. wasn't right. wasn't in, They weren't going to movie houses, right? right. right. Um, so they sort of lost their footing there a little bit. They bounced back in the early 50s with Cinderella, and they started getting into some, some live-action movies. But uh, Snow is the one that really showed what was possible with animation. You could so really take a shame huge... then that she's so marginalized. <laughs> sure. Next big moment. Okay. TV in the mid fifties. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. In 1954, what was called the Disneyland anthology started its run on network television over the next 29 years. It ran under multiple different names on three different networks. Wow. Um, and it, and it eventually became at the time, the longest running primetime series ever. Okay. In 1955, we launched the Mickey mouse club. Oh, obviously that was M I C K E Y. Right. Huge. Right. (laughs) And all the people that came out of that, not the least of which was Annette Funicello and just right. Right. It was like the first of its kind also, right. Revolutionary. So, So far, we've got 1923, the launch, Mickey and the Silly Symphonies, Snow White, TV in the mid-50s, next, Disneyland in 1955. This would become the standard for what parks everywhere else in the world are judged by. Prior to this, you just had amusement parks, carousels, and and Ferris wheels. This 
people coined the term theme park to describe Disneyland. Uh, because it's themed. It's themed. It's it, there's There are cohesive stories, right? It's fantastic. And when you stepped into this park, you did not see the rest of the world. You right. could not yeah. see anything else around. I get that. Disney said, I, I've been to theme parks with my kids. And I end up sitting on a bench while they do the fun stuff. I want to create a place where families can have fun together. That's awesome. Right? So Disneyland in 1955 was just a game changer. All right. Walt's passing is the next thing in 1966. Taken over by Roy. Now, Roy had been there from the very beginning. He had been with Walt Disney when they started the company in 1923. It was his idea to change the name to, it used to be Walt and Roy Disney, whatever, uh, he said, no, let's just make it Walt Disney uh, Animation or whatever the name was at the time. Um, but to me, this was obviously huge because this proved that after 40 years of leadership by one person, the company could maintain its creativity and its culture, right? It wasn't so much the passing of Walt is the big thing as transitioning leadership to someone else. Right. Roy did not live all that much longer. He only lived another five years or so, brothers, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um and here we get to the next big moment, in my opinion, was Walt Disney World on October the 1st, 1971. Yep. It's still a theme park, still the same goals, but they applied so many of the lessons that they learned from Disneyland into Walt Disney World, specifically the yep. let's buy up all the land Right. around where our park is going to be, and then no one can ever encroach on our park. You can see in Anaheim the work they've done to to Disney-fy all the land around the yeah. park. Yeah. Um, they started with that at, at Walt Disney World. And right. again, just game changer, mm-hmm. the, the way these parks out there are handled. Speaking of parks out there, the next big thing, in my opinion, the opening of Epcot in, on October the 1st, 1982. What number is- are we on now? Uh, number number eight. Oh gosh, we're already at eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're already eight. You're flying through these, hon. I'm doing great. You mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's so. A they broke ground on Epcot in 1979, and they opened the park on October the first, 1982. That would yeah. seem incredible to me, anyway. Right, especially since it's taken like six years to build Tron. I literally wrote this seems incredible when compared to Tron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about what Epcot was in 1982 or what Tron's going to be, but still pretty incredible. Um, To this day, in my opinion, Epcot is unique among theme parks in the world. Oh, yeah. There's just nothing else. Yes. Like what the mission is at Epcot. Right. And nobody's ever even tried again, as far as I can tell. Um, And it's unique to Florida. So there we go. All right. The last one I really got on my list, and I titled it, Eisner blows it up. <laughs> right? When Eisner became the CEO, Disney in 1984, Disney was in trouble. They were in jeopardy of being uh, raided by other, you know, corporate raiders and split up and wow. bought under different owners and all that. And when Michael Eisner took over in 84, all of that got shut down. It was it, it was a whole new ball game under him. Um after putting out some animation flops during the 80s, Eisner led a, uh, a pivot back to fairy tales and musically driven content and unequaled animation. They just they poured money into great animators. 
The Little Mermaid opened in November 1989, and the Disney Renaissance began with that movie. Um, he had hired Howard Ashman and Alan Menken straight from doing off-Broadway shows in New York to do lyrics and music. And we obviously, their contribution to Disney history is unmatched. Um, he led Disney through the merger and acquisition of ABC in 1996. Uh, and then suddenly, Disney is now a major media company. Right. Not just a theme park right. and movie biz, right? right. Um, subsequent CEOs would lead the company through the acquisition of Lucasfilm, Marvel, yeah. you know, all these huge properties right. that would just it now, I mean, Disney is a, a mega media organization at this point. I do uh, think and I feel like that started with Eisner. Yeah, okay. I think it's important, though, to point out that those movies created in the early 90s were the first movies where the women spoke less in the movie than men. Now, this is important, okay? Is because, it? Yes. For this yes, particular Yes, it is. Thing? Because you're just, you're just heralding him as this, you know, godsend to Disney. And I would like to point out that those, those movies in the early 90s, those animated movies, actually set women women back several several All decades women? yes because they didn't speak these are these are movies like pocahontas uh -huh. and the little mermaid where they the women are the title stars and they speak less than their men sidekicks that's right i'm calling them a sidekick i'm not even calling them a companion they speak less i'm talking about significantly less like 50 percent less okay snow and cindy they got to talk in their movies they got to talk in their movies and so then the natural question is always well are you counting the parts where the women sing well that's a hard no because i don't <laughs> go through my day singing that doesn't count as part of the things that i say and are you huh. really going to take a woman seriously when she's singing singing angrily at you no no that's not how it oh, works word. so i do think it's important that we just have a caveat there, an asterisk on Michael Eisner's CEO-dom, <laughs> and mention that he set back the women of Disney decades. Those are some of the most sexist and racist films oh ever word. produced. Oh, my so, goodness. Well done, Michael Eisner. <laughs> we need that asterisk. We need the asterisk. Simply pointing out that the Disney that we have today, I don't think happens without Michael Eisner becoming the CEO in 1984. The women of Disney didn't recover until after Frozen. <laughs> the women of Disney. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my word. We're talking about Belle. We're talking about Anna, Elsa. The women of Disney did not recover their voices until I, after How do I do something Frozen. about your voice right now? How do I turn this up, this music? I'm right, and there's a huge asterisk. I would like to thank you, Mike, to Michael Eisner's name, Mike, for for kicking off the Disney Renaissance with racism and sexism. No, it was not. It was. Those are some of the most racist and sexist movies made. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> those women only want to exist to find a man. You started the outro music. You knew I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> better tell me when it's time to say hey folks real we hope you've enjoyed this show <laughs> if you have you know what to do now go out there leave us a five-star rating and a review so that other people will come to the show join us on all the socials at scfadp <laughs> that's super califragilistic awesome disney podcast 
join us on the say join us on the socials at scfadp. I'm just I'm trying to shut this down. Totally. Better tell me to say see you real soon. Hey folks, see you real soon.